You know, the... Oh, you guys did your homework. The assignment. Learn how to make Autobots noises? To make uh, Autobot and Megatron noises? <laughs> Actually, to make monster noises, and then you have to say a sentence with that same monster noise. But something that that monster would say. Um, so something like, hi, I'm Optimus Prime, and I... <laughs> All but the is, time. Is that your voice when you're when you're <laughs> not talking? Like when you're talking regular, your voice is just normal. No, that's my Optimus Prime voice. <laughs> Sounds suspicious, suspiciously similar to your Ray voice. No, it was way peppier. Michaela, what do you think? Uh, it sounded kind of like um, suspiciously close to like an octopus. An octopus. I've never heard an octopus. <laughs> Have you heard an octopus sound? Uh, I mean, I volunteered at a zoo, but no. (gasps) That is super cool. That's suspicious, too. So you've been around Octopi. Well, you see, there's typically a very thick glass barrier between myself and the octopus. (laughs) (laughs) For for safety, for the octopus. Mm -hmm. Of course, I would hug them too much and they would just squish as they have no bones. Well, they would just slip through the hug. Ew, That's I don't wild, want to think huh? about slipping through hugs. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> a boneless animal is just kind of strange, huh? It's like yeah, a little bit. It's like a, it's actually a slot monster. Like yeah, if you think about it's it. all it's all just goo. Like how does it? What? What do you mean slot monster? No slop monster. Oh, okay. <laughs> turn on your listening ears, right? I don't have ears. We weren't talking about you. Oh, come oh, on. I know. I know a couple slot monsters, and Ray's yeah. not a slot monster. I, I, there's one in this call, and it's me. <laughs> We're all slut monsters here. It's fine. Hello and welcome, Michaela. Are would you self-identify as a slut monster? I would. Absolutely identify as a slut monster. (laughs) Hell yeah, solidarity. That is my entire being and brand. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Gaming New Horizons. This is a show where your three best friends talk about something that's going on in the world of gaming and then gaming more generally for a little while, and then they focus on one specific video game for a while. It's a wild ride with very little structure. I'm your best friend, Joe. I'm your best friend, Terrence. I'm your best friend, Ray. And this week, we also have a guest friend. Welcome to the show, Michaela. Hey, I'm happy to be a guest friend. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we're happy to have you. You have been uh, a pillar of the of the Discord community as well as a friend of the show. So it's 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 good to have you here. Oh, thank you. I I work very hard on making the community a great place and organized place. Your work is <laughs> noticed, noted, and appreciated. <laughs> thank you so much. Because um, I'm not doing that. Terrence, you don't touch Discord. I don't touch social. You don't touch any technology. Terrence has anti-social media. You don't touch any technology. I'm a little confused about how you're on a video game podcast. Is it just like playing chess, and you just pretend it's called the other thing? Yeah, I actually uh, play. Actually, any game that I play, somebody's sitting at the computer, and I'm telling them the moves to make. 
I see, I see. Yes. That's so why Overwatch gets real complicated, but I'm starting to, <laughs> starting to iron it out. <laughs> Terrence is really good at fighting games for this reason, because he tells a Grandmaster Tekken fighter, or whatever they're called, what to do. But he can't take any credit for it. Nope. Oh, that's a that's a damn rip. <laughs> well, my curse. let's get started here by talking about something that is relevant in the world of gaming right now. Terrence, hit me. So, uh, once again, there is another Assassin's Creed game coming out. Oh my god. Yeah. I thought they were done. Not even close. <laughs> and I guarantee... Because, okay, so first off, it's called uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and it's themed around Vikings. And for some odd reason, every time Assassin's Creed comes out with a new game, I completely forgot that that genre was something that they could touch. So (laughs) I'm sure that there's plenty more that I am just not fathoming right now that they will Mm -hmm. come out with in the future. But it's exciting. As long as Ubisoft can name an oppressed group in history, they're going to make an Assassin's Creed game. Okay? Yes. I I am stoked. Let me just say that much. But yeah, there needs to be like more ravens is my first complaint. My second (laughs) (laughs) is uh, my second point is holy fuck. Do I love Viking stuff? Mm -hmm. And I am stoked. I am so stoked. This looks so beautiful. It does. Mm hmm. When I was watching the trailer, I kept going back and forth between, like, I wasn't sure if it was, like, a film or, or like, video game or, you know, like, CG or actual people. They have gotten really good at <laughs> at uh, approximating human beings. In- oh, yeah, for they- sure. And, like, so one little tidbit that I noticed was, like, at the end, or, like, at like where they're giving like the details part, they said holiday twenty twenty, so you know that's going to be a launch title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And, and um, uh, it uh, so Vikings to me have always been like a super interesting thing, right? Because every time we go, we see like versions of Vikings in video games and TV shows. There's also magic included somehow, you know, like some kind of which you know. Uh, it, uh, what we see as magic today was religion back then, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, I think it's interesting to see what kind of, uh, things they do with that. Assassin's Creed's never shied away from including things of the magical touch to it. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited mm-hmm. to see, like, what kind of, what kind of games they play with it. Also, in the trailer, uh, I, I love at the end of the trailer when you get to see his, like, assassin tool that's, uh, the, pretty much the weapon. Because I was blade. wondering how it was an Assassin's Creed game based on the thing until that happened, so that was cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Odyssey didn't even have the hidden blades, but at the same time, with these Norse hidden blades being on the top, it's just like, hmm, Eivor, are you a little too t- chicken shit to uh, slice off your own finger? Mm. <laughs> Which, w- yeah, yeah. Which would be not the typical characteristic trait that we associate with vikings right like (laughs) yeah just a little it's just like or maybe it's like a stealth thing like i don't want to have my hand cut or my finger cut off because then people would know i'm an assassin so i'm going to be an extra sneaky assassin but not having it cut off Mm. (laughs) like chess two steps ahead (laughs) <laughs> that it, it, I, that was a large stretch. I'm sorry for that. I was that about was to say 2D chess nothing. in response to it, and then I realized that that's checkers. 
Um, yeah, I, I, oh my God. I fell off. Assassin's Creed was huge, huge deal for me. Like when the, when the first wave of games was coming out and I fell off, I lost interest while I was playing the, uh, not the third one, but Assassin's Creed three. Um, and then they kept making games and they kept being cool, but I wasn't playing them. And now I'm like, and now like I never played Odyssey but it looked incredible and this looks amazing. I'm like, do I have to do I have to get back on this horse? Like yeah, absolutely I, I thought I was do, done. Sir. <laughs> we um we covered what was it? Origins way Origins, back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember that. I also remember Joe playing the shit out of Black Flag in college and yep. beyond. Oh my god, yeah, you I can sink so much time in Black Flag. <laughs> And you know what's weird? My life has never really touched Assassin's Creed too much. My twin brother has been usually the the RPG gamer, so I would like kind of dip in and out and watch it. But I remember trying to play the first one and just really not liking that at all. Yeah, but yeah. um, it, it's it's super cool, super like immersive, and I think that's my favorite part about it so far. Um. Who knows? I mean, I, you know, I'm I'm something that changes every day, so I might get it, but I can't see me getting it. I would love to see gameplay of it if one of you guys are to get it, though. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I don't I, think we'll be covering it on this show because it's, it's like because we did Origins, and I don't know that there'll be a whole lot of new stuff to say, but um, I am very interested in because it's. I, I don't the trailer is short and I don't know a lot about the game yet, but it's I'm under the impression that, that the main character that you're controlling is fairly spiritual, at least compared to previous Assassin's Creed protagonists. Mm-hmm. And I I am interested to see that element in a uh, main character. I am mm. interested in seeing how the game uh turns around stereotypes about vikings being barbarians because they've yeah. specifically made a point to have the, the the king friend the king antagonist have a speech over nice little shots of vikings being chill and cool and yeah. human because they're human right specific like the you hear the english king's uh like little diatribe against uh vikings saying they're they're godless savages while you also see a shot of a viking like worshiping their gods and then and then so on and so forth like sh- the, the what we're seeing of the vikings directly counters the english propaganda right and i want to see where the game takes that if at all mm-hmm. and from a cinematic standpoint i am in love with that juxtaposition yes oh absolutely. yes mm-hmm yeah, they did a really good job on that trailer. It was very captivating. And, like, I don't even, for anybody who, I, it's one of those things where, like, you can enjoy even if you're not, like, trying to play a video game or even interested in video games. It was just a cool, like, little video. Like, that was that yeah. was awesome. I loved it. It was, like, a whole little story that you got to watch. It was nice. Yeah, I can't believe we saw Odin. <laughs> he's he's yeah. much tinier o- than Odin I, the bird. Than I really Odin did. the bird. <laughs> I know that those ravens have names, but I can't remember them. But now I'm just picturing Odin with, or like a raven with just little Odin eye patch, being like, "Oh yeah, y'all are doing a great job down there, little job." Uh, it's Mugen and Hugen. Ah, uh, thank you. Uh, one of those might be wrong, and I'm probably pronouncing them wrong. But I love Norse mythology. 
Mm. Oh, um, um, and oh, it has been confirmed that there like is a female uh, Avor. It's just they put all the boys on the cinematics because boy yeah. games. Boy mm-hmm. games for boys. Mm-hmm. That is one thing that I, I complained about during the Origins episode. That I was like, I want, I want a female protagonist, and I know that there was the option of one in Odyssey, and it, it seems like mm-hmm. again there's an option to play as a as a female protagonist. But I want like I want a whole ass story about a woman, and the only example of that is uh, the the one where you play as a slave, Ooh, <laughs> which is not okay. <laughs> Yeah, that there's some. I'm not gonna sit here and say Assassin's Creed is the least pr- problematic series, yeah. but I, it is it is close to my heart. It has a storied history for sure. But yes, exactly. It's it's close to my heart, and it's they're cool, fun video games. <clears throat> they just are. They're cool. I watch. I finished watching the trailer. I'm like, that was cool. That's, that's but all there is also, to it. Also, you know, like, and it just goes to show like how important. Money is about everything because I mean, think about it. <laughs> that they're, they're the old, I guarantee most one of the major reasons why most games are afraid to just be like, "This is a game. We're using a girl, and yeah, you used to be a guy, and it used to, and you used to love it, and and you're gonna think you'll hate it because you're a girl now, but it's awesome, and it's because they're afraid of losing money. It, it could even yeah. be the best video yeah. game ever. I don't like, I don't understand why that is so. Hard to and do. the worst part is they probably would lose money. Yeah, like yeah, they wouldn't yeah. make as much. For sure. I mean, uh, did you yeah, no, but that's just, you know. Gamers rise up. Now. Come on. Yeah. Um, I did wanna also bring up that I saw Yeah, I don't I feel bad. I can't I can't find the original tweet. I think it was from Ashley O, but um it was basically the idea that like the Valhalla looks really cool. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla looks really cool and fun, but when is Assassin's Creed gonna go to Asia? Like, they did that, didn't they? they did, yeah, they did. It was in the Chronicles, which is like the little uh, yeah. p- uh, side, side scroller did series. They? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they did technically. <laughs> yeah, they that's that's pretty much the put a whole game, a whole game there. Not not and not one that anyone played. You say you, a main series game. <laughs> yeah, they teased there's at so it. There's so much stuff to explore. There's so much stuff to explore, and they, you know, it's just, I, I, I'm like, I'm just so tired of Europe. I'm just so tired yeah, of Europe. I mean, that was I my that. mood, too. Like, yeah, as much I as I love that. Vikings, like, can't we go to Mesoamerica or something? Yeah. That'd be fun. I have a question, and this is something that I've been concerned with that has nothing to do with Assassin's Creed. Is that fine? Yeah, I yes. think we can move out of the news segment, even. Okay, um, so... Do you know how, um, in a lot of video games, a theme of a person known as the cultists includes a octopus head? Yeah. Now that is based on a creature. Zenyatta's cultist skin. Uh, literally any cultist card in Hearthstone. And, well, I guess that is just Blizzard, huh? Maybe that's just a Blizzard thing. But anyway, (laughs) because that's based on Cthulhu, right? Yeah, uh-huh. uh, Lovecraftian. Lovecraft stuff, yeah. But, like, what if we had a different cultist that had, like, spider heads? I feel like we can get away with that. Now, I I, I understand where you're coming from. It is wild that you're like, let's mix things up a little bit and give them a, diff- a head of a different creature with aliens. Yes. <laughs> what if we made a cultist, yes. but they have the head of a dolphin? Yeah. No. 
dolphin head. No, the thing is that <laughs> no, pe- people have gotten so used to Lovecraftian lore showing up as like the cultist stereotype in video games that if somebody changes that, it's like gonna be a huge thing. Why don't we have cult? I just don't understand why we don't have cultists who have a different cultist that are competing with each other. Like maybe you can decide what head you want. Hey, Bible make this capitalism video game. cultists. Battle, battle, battle of, of the, the cultists. cultists. Make this video game, Battle of the Cultists. I think it's we could a... give a better name than Battle of the Cultists. No, I think that's the best one. I think that's the best name of any <laughs> video game. Called... <laughs> no, it's called... Battle of Cultists. Do it's they called... have the tail attached <sighs> to the back of their head or no? Sometimes. The yeah. tail? Yes. Of the dolphin? Yes. Absolutely. Sometimes. Okay. Oh, well. Yeah, like, like Sidon. <laughs> The tail oh, denotes that you're a high-ranking member. Mm. Right. You grow the tail as you rise in, in the chain <laughs> oh, of command. Um, the name of the game is Cult, and it stands for Can You Look Different? Where'd that's, that Y come from? The, it's, it's, well, you. The, it's you. It's you. <laughs> oh, you're I'm not smart. questioning the T? <laughs> that, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> I got I got so I, I did the ADHD <laughs> thing where you get so transfixed on one thing the very obvious thing <laughs> just slips past you. I, I that was like that was such a heartbreaking moment for me because Ray said the name of the game is Cult and immediately I saw it like all caps C U L T. I'm like, yeah, this is good. And then I'm like, oh, this is Ray. This is Ray doing this, making an anagram. So it's gonna be absolute nonsense. <laughs> Butchered all of it. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, uh, y'all want to talk about a weird video game? Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. speaking of cults? Is it cult-related? I, like, I feel like spider heads and dolphin heads would fit right in. I uh, mean, but not cults, though. Like, those things would fit in, but, like... Maybe. I'm only, like... Wait, one no, and a half yeah, you're right. Maybe that does work. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm only like 1.5 chapters in, so who knows? Anyway, Death Stranding is the game this week. <laughs> Norman yeah. Reedus stars in Death Stranding as Mr. Death Stranding. As Mr. Death Stranding. Well, <laughs> we can't actually say that because that's confusing because of Hideo Kojima's naming convention. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's true. <laughs> his name is his name is Dooms Porter Sam Death Stranding. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Bridges Porter, the same name as the bridge in the game and also the porters who... To deliver things to things like bodies. Mom is Bridges. Bridget Bridges. Bridges Bridges Bridge. <laughs> Porter. Michaela, you reached out to me a few months ago about covering this game. Uh, and while it's not as hot as it once was, it is still certainly experienced. Do you what are your opening thoughts? What what um made you want to talk about this game, I guess? Sorry, my computer decided to take a poo. Um oh, okay. And we'll come back to poo later. Uh, <laughs> we all got a poo. We all do got a poo, especially, especially Norman. To, to excrete the chiral matter. It's important for your health. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Urban Decay, though, especially, is like my favorite thing. Yes. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Seeing like... Go, or going through like a, a uh, what do they call them? Um, the cities that these knots, the ex, mm-hmm. like the uh, yes. used to be a knot places. Those are very good. But 
enough about me and geeking out over environments because I will do this all day. That's what you're here for. <laughs> no, we can come back to that because I want to have this conversation. But let's mm-hmm. talk a little bit more about what the game uh, is. What the game is first, but I want to have that conversation. So we are. You, you control Sam Bridges Porter. Wait, Sam Porter Bridges. Yes, there you played go. By, played by Norman Reedus, <laughs> mocap by Norman Reedus, and look alike uh, of Norman Reedus. And essentially. He's a delivery person in a post-post-apocalypse where there is just weird shit happening. Um, there's rain called Timefall, which rapidly ages anything it touches. And then also where it's raining, there are creatures called BTs. I still don't know what that stands for. Um, that are invisible, but will like, well, they'll kill you. Beach things. And, <laughs> beach things exactly beach things. and whenever somebody dies if their body is not disposed of within 48 hours it turns into essentially an enormous bomb um and uh, uh-uh. leaves a crater in its wake let me let me let me phrase that and hopefully because i think i think what happens is when a person dies they start necrosis which will turn them into a bt if a bt happens to take a living being down under or whatever it creates that giant explosion no it's anytime somebody dies hmm so it's just a huge explosion automatically well not automatically they have to go through the necrosis state first that's why um in the beginning like you had to deal with that one dude and Mm -hmm. um like the bag didn't go great it didn't go great it wasn't a fun time um Mm -hmm. but you saw like the body bag get all icky gross Yes. And that was like him going through the necrosis, and then that like right. was a kind of like was a magnet for a bunch of chiral energy, which is a magnet for the BTS as well. And then they were like, "Uh huh, I see. That looks great. Let's explode." Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Mm. Um, and so basically, your job is to take important things to places, even though the landscape is very dangerous, and there are these cities that apparently have some sort of defense network up against the time fall and the BTs and everything, but stuff still needs to get to where it needs to go, such as bodies getting to the incinerator, for instance. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's this colorful cast of characters, including Sam. There's Fragile Express, uh, Dr. Robotnik, Mr. Skullface, your mom (laughs) who dies after a (laughs) cutscene. No! Why did you do this so succinctly? Your mom who dies after a cutscene and then everybody's like, hey, uh, could you just carry your mom's corpse on your back up up a really big mountain so that we can burn her body? Your mommy dies after a cutscene along with the hope of America after it. Um, I really like the setting and the lore of this game. Yes. It's really cool. At some it's point. It's so pretty. It's so pretty. And I want to know all the things. I want to understand what's going on here. But also people are just existing in it as if it's normal because that's their normal. We're yes. in it. Mm-hmm. It's just happening. At yeah. some point, we're missing one crucial piece, which is Sam Porter. Sam Sam Bridges. Sam America Man is... A rep- what they say it a repatriate re- Repa- repatriate yeah, repatriate yeah, repatriate, yeah, repatriate. Yeah, repatriate. 
which means if he dies, he can come back. And after that cutscene, uh, I called Joe and Terrence, and I specifically said, Hey, have y'all played Death Stranding? No? That's some fucked up weird shit. Uh, shit's fucking weird. Shit's fucking weird. And that's, like, the only way I can explain that game right now, where I'm at. Oh, yeah. My hard recommendation for anybody, like, who goes into Death Stranding is, like, yes, it's weird. Roll with it. If somebody yes. tells yeah. you something just go with that's it, a truth, though. accept it as the truth and just go with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take it at um, face value. I, and it, it's, it's the weirdness. I, I, I bounced off of this game a little bit, and we'll get into why, but the weirdness was not it. Like... It definitely strikes me as the kind of thing that will leave me with more questions than answers at the end of the day. And that's something that Terrence said. Um, But I'm not dissatisfied with the amount of information that they've given me. Mm -hmm. Like they, Mm -hmm. they, they keep putting new things in front of me that I'm like, what the hell do you mean? But they also do explain a lot of things quickly enough that you have some semblance of the rule set of this world. Right. Um, and they, they give you enough that you want to know more, but you're not completely lost. Yeah. So yeah, I wasn't the, turned up. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. Um, I wanted to talk about a little bit of like uh, the wildlife because I think that's super interesting. So it seems like uh, so far that uh, we've gotten in the game, I play it with Joe. The only ad, the only like form of wildlife that I've seen has been these crypto bites, which are little tiny, what, what kind of look like. Tardigrades. Those, uh, they're, uh, yeah. they're called tardigrades. Oh, tardigrades. Water bears. Yeah. Water yeah, bear water, also. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking of. They kind of look like those, but they kind of float in the air as if you're in water. And I guess you use them as a health source for the video game. And also they uh, described it as increasing your blood levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you've lost a lot of blood, they can put more blood in you. Um, Just like uh, Again, roll with it. the only... Uh, creatures I've seen have also been birds, which 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 makes sense. You know, birds are pretty deer. adaptable, huh? And the deer. Oh yeah, and the deer. Oh man, speaking of the deer, so in the opening <laughs> scene, uh, just in the background, you see deer jump across this uh, this uh, chasm, which uh, inspires you to take your vehicle across the chasm as well. But you see one deer slowly in the background not make it. Well, after you're done with that opening scene and doing what you need to do, when you're walking to the place you need to go, you see the deer's corpse, which I think is a really cool detail that, Mm -hmm. honestly, they really didn't have to do, but it shows you how much they put into this game. This game has a remarkable amount of details that will leave you being like, why? But I love that aspect because if you do get thrown into a character's life in a world that actually exists... That is what would happen. You would see things that you don't quite understand that are just happening, that are just things for uh, that you that you haven't quite understood the function or necessity of it. And one of my favorite aspects is the liking system. So if you find uh, <laughs> if you find uh, remnants or 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 pathways that were uh, made easier by other porters before you, um. You can send them a like on some type of social media aspect to let them know that you appreciate what they've done for you. And I think that's super weird. Super weird. Still don't understand the point of that. But it is super cool. I liked it. Like, as a person who spent, like, four hours building a highway, uh, I liked it to have just this nice feeling of, like, oh, yay, I made something better for somebody. That sort of deal. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. 
that that leads me, Terrence. I I really like that aspect of the game actually, and uh, but it uh, there's also the the com- the mission complete screen, uh, <laughs> which <laughs> I don't think I didn't think I would ever talk about a mission complete screen ever. <laughs> but it's something to talk about. It's something to talk about. Um, you get a rating for uh, how well you did on your <laughs> your Porter mission, and then you also get a approval rating from actual like people in game, like giving you an approval rating, saying like fifty people liked your job and you did a good time, and it it has it just adds so much to how people in this world rely on porters and carriers. And how important Sam's job is, but we don't have to directly interact with that, at least not in the beginning of the game. And it also, like, instills this idea or this reality that you live in where it is after America. Like, the America we live in today, this is after that. You know, like, this is something that still has pieces and remnants of things that we do because we are in a hyper social media like existence right now. Mm And yeah. the fact that that and hasn't even if died the world off blows up, and there's barely anything left. One of the things that's going to be left is a liking system. Yes, right. <laughs> somebody to show you that they appreciate it with a click. You know, <laughs> right? Very interesting. It's like signing an online petition, except for it actually does something because that made me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> this oh. is an online petition <laughs> saying that you made me feel good. That, um, hmm. I really want to continue this conversation, but I just died, and I need you and the both of you guys to take my body to the incinerator. So we should go do that. Okay. Right. All right, Terrence, we got to go. Come on. Uh, Michaela, just hang tight. We'll we be- have 48 hours, though, right? I don't want to risk it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I hope I hope you're fine, Michaela. We'll be right back. Okay. I'll, yeah. I'll make sure that the, the place stays nice. Thank you. Thank you. It's time for an incoming transmission from Spiritual Successor Podcast. Have any of you out there ever played Skater Moms against Bart Simpson? How about Base Pro Shop Dunks Unlimited? Probably not, because those are some fake games made up by a fake company. Spiritual Successor is a comedy video game design podcast inspired by Cool Games Inc. Every week, the hosts Blake and AJ take video game ideas from their audience and consider what that game may look like and play like. The results are disastrous bestsellers that give Anthem a run for its money. Wow, I forgot about Anthem. I forgot Anthem existed. Anyway, if you want to become part of their dev team, follow them on Twitter at SpiritualSuck. That's at S-P-I-R-I-T-U-A-L-S-U-C-C. Don't forget the double C. Spiritual Successor Rules. I started listening to it a few months ago, and I think it's a fantastic podcast. Couldn't recommend it enough. So, and I'm talking to you now, listener. You seem to be the kind of person who's in the market for funny haha video game podcasts. They are definitely another option for you. They are very funny. I am only now realizing that it's probably Bass Pro Shop Dunks Unlimited. Seems more likely that they would talk about a fishing game than basically running a guitar center. Anyway, yeah, spiritual successor. It rules. Go listen. If you're looking for a new movie podcast, try Mock Footage. We all have that one friend who has somehow never seen any movies. And if you don't, 
then you probably are that friend. Either way, mock footage is for you. Every Thursday, Ray invents a plot summary for a movie he's never seen, and Joe makes sure he doesn't miss any important details. It's a wild ride, but it's really all about sharing fun media with your closest friends. You can find mock footage at LunarLightStudio.com and wherever else you might find podcasts. Oh, man. These sure are taking a while. Um, I didn't think the incinerator was that far away, but uh, I guess there's some mountains. Uh, all right, well... I gotta keep myself staying here somehow. So uh, I guess I'll talk about um, how I've been playing a whole lot of Borderlands 3 lately. And it is just the most chaotic fun that I've ever had. And uh, it had like a lot of issues on startup, but it's gotten really, really good in the polish in the year that it's been out. And I have a monkey named Kitten because I'm playing Flack, the uh, non-binary robot. And my monkey named Kitten loves me very much because every time that I go down, every time I lose all my health, he comes and revives me. And that's how I know he loves me. And uh, yeah, I've been playing it a lot with friends and that's very nice because the best way to have fun with friends is to shoot things on video games, not in real life. I just really love the world. I love the colorful aspect of it. And they have an event going on right now that's... uh gives you a bunch of guns that have like a vaporwave 80s look and it is i am just decked out and gorgeous which makes me feel nice oh hold on my device is letting me know that there's somebody at the door i should let them in oh terrence i blame you for falling into that pit that was your fault how was that my fault i told you to use the freaking blood rope thing that you brought with you we had blood on it (laughs) Why your blood I... your blood it's, it's for you so gross it's fine it's fine um also joe's back we we managed to to get him back too oh the incinerator oh. was actually a revivalator no 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 i i i, I did die i'm a repatriate though i just oh, yeah. oh, just in case right. yeah. he decided he didn't want to come back we wanted to make sure the body was there so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we managed to find the 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 reconstructed body of baby joe also so, we're so let's talk about that though <laughs> okay this let's is the part where about... i said shit's fucking weird this is the part where we talk about the fucking weird shit okay oh. so one of the game mechanics which let me tell you uh, one of the most the biggest unnecessary mechanics i've ever seen in my entire life is you you carry a baby with you in a jar and it's still attached to its umbilical cord and it and it is used as a sort of tool in this world let's talk about it yeah so the bb uh he's a a bridge baby that's what the bb stands for and uh he's hooked to norman Reedus and his magical fetus they're hooked together (laughs) (laughs) that's my new band (laughs) Oh, I'm glad. Um, but they're hooked together through a series of shrugs, uh, tubes. Just, I don't know what kind of tubes, so just shrugs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just two powers, it's fine. And uh, he has, um, I forget what it's called, but he has this condition that like lets him be sensitive dooms. to the dooms. Thank you. I knew it was dooms. something like corny, but beautiful. Um <laughs> Uh, the dooms like lets him be sensitive to it, but unlike 
other people with dooms, he can't see them. And like, it's the BTs. Yeah, the, the BTs. The, the, my thank you. The scary rain monsters. Scary rain, dark shadow monsters. Um, and so the BB like lets hit people like him or other normal people who don't have dooms. They let them like see the BTs so that you know where the enemy is, the thing that will suck you into a tar pit and make you fight a giant dog. Um. And that's hmm? that's the purpose of a BT. Have you never been caught by a BT yet? They did. They did grab me and suck me into a tar pit, but I didn't have to fight a giant dog. You will eventually to have to fight a giant dog. So that sounds I, horrifying. So during the first meeting with where you officially attached to the BB, uh, I did get caught. Um, I fought. A giant Malamar, the Pokemon Malamar. It looked just like Malamar. Oh, it was yeah, a there weird is the squid. Yeah, it was a squared octopus shaped thing. Wow, there's a lot of octopus, octopus talk in today. This episode, for sure. Yeah, it was squid shaped. It looked just like Malamar, and it just kept following me, <laughs> and I had to hold my breath and like dodge it. It was really intense. The BB was crying. I was crying. <laughs> And then it stopped, <laughs> and I was fine. But it was really scary, and I don't know if I can keep playing this game. <laughs> oh yeah, eventually, like you'll be able to be like, ah, oh, this thing, and then it's just like, bam, bam, bye. <laughs> and it's uh, like, I don't know how like you guys feel about the BB, but every time like I stumble and his little meter goes down, I'm like, oh no, BB, and then I'm just like sitting there shaking my dual shock because that's how you make the BB yeah. feel better. Is you mm-hmm. actually have to like physically shake the dual shock, which I I really enjoyed that because so few and when games. When it starts crying, you can hear it crying through the controller. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I played with my headset on. I forgot about that. Mm. Um, <laughs> and there's also apparently like a uh, dual shock that has like a BB in it, and I can just oh. imagine. Oh no! Well, not like obviously a real BB, but it's just like I just imagine like somebody holding that, and then it starts crying, and then you just look down at your controller. And you see, like, the little baby, like, against the plastic of it, and it's just like, oh, no, that sounds Have not great. Have we gone too far as a society? <laughs> to- Have, is this... <laughs> yeah, like, I want to, I, I just want to elaborate, like, I want to elaborate that I am not against the idea of taking care of a baby in the game. I'm against the idea of a baby being a tool in the game, the way mm-hmm. they talk about the BB, and the yeah. way fucking yeah. dead man holds the BB. Every time yeah. I see him and holding it, he it. shakes it a little bit. And it's like, stop yeah. it, dude. Stop it. Oh, it makes me so upset. Well, it's complicated. <laughs> uh, for, for reasons that I can't get into uh, due to spoilers. Um, but uh, there's all like other, like, have you guys ever found a hot springs in the game yet? No. No. We... I, Terrence and I played it together, and we played for about five hours total, mm-hmm. maybe four. So, um, and I, I, think, we, we I tried to play to more, hours, but, but I just didn't have any more <laughs> steam in me. That's fair. Um, so, like, if you find a, there's a couple of hot springs around on the map, and if you find one, you can like take a little rest. And like, this is one of the things that I really love about the game is just like all these little little things, and mm-hmm. um. Like, Sam will massage his shoulders and, like, massage his calves because, you know, he's carrying all that shit on his back. It hurts. And uh, Mm -hmm. while you're doing that, you have BB in his pod uh, floating in the water. And sometimes he swims around in a little circle and it's beautiful. 
<laughs> okay, that's cute. That's adorable. And I don't know how the physics of that works at all, but I'm here no. for it. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is that like so many of the things that happen in the game, it's weird and wild and really strange sci-fi magic shit. But then it also is very grounded at the same time. But mm-hmm. then every once in a while, it'll dip out of that. Like when when the BB like breathes a bubble and it's heart shaped. Ah, oh, uh-huh. I love that heck? so much. I think the BB is like truly atrocious to look at. Oh um, no! But <laughs> it's kind but of. I I still love it because Norman because Sam loves it, and I I I, I love their relationship, especially considering. So this is something that the thing that I like the most about the game is this the story so far and not narratively because it's really hard to track but thematically it's all about connections to other people and what that means for a person um and some of the high points for me like the fact so sam has a i forget the name i forget the the technical name that they use but the phobia fear a fear of touching other people and being touched physically um and so like he's that is to put a highlight on the fact that he's a lone wolf and he's very isolated, but he's under contract with Bridges, which is this company that is trying to reconnect America. And also as part of his mission, he's heading West to try to rescue his sister. So that's somebody that he's connected to. And I think one of the most interesting pieces of these themes is the, the piece of equipment that he has is essentially a cuff link on his arm that is handcuffs and he's very resistant to having it on, but it's also a tool for communication. And every time he resists somebody, whether it's dead man or die hard man, <laughs> or uh-huh. die, die hard man. <laughs> whoever it is, they say they say something to the effect of, "This is oh, don't worry, that's not handcuffs. Like that's you're not you're not a prisoner. Like that's a symbol of our our connection. That's a symbol of you know how we stay together. And it also it." tangibly helps you stay connected to us and i love the idea like that that's where he's starting that this feels like a prison other people feel like a prison and Mm -hmm. i'm interested to see where that story goes for him Mm. and i also kind of like like vibe with that in a sense because like I, i know i've mentioned it to you guys um you know off air plenty of times that like if i didn't need to have a cell phone i would not have a cell phone and i i definitely have a a disconnect with social media it's just i you know connect i the connections i you know seek to have naturally um are you know face-to-face and physical and you know i've been trying to adjust with that thing but yeah me like sam i totally felt exactly what he was feeling like because that handcuff thing Definitely would have freaked me out, too. Like, I would not be okay with that. And yeah. people being in contact, like, th- them having, being able to contact me and, like, know my location and to help me, quote-unquote, you know, like, At me being chain of them. Yeah. It's just, like, it, it, it's it's symbolic, and I think they're doing that on purpose. I think there's so much more that we don't know about it, and I think it's being framed as, like, I feel like... It gives me a controversial feeling about everything that's going on with him yeah. right off the mm-hmm. beginning. Oh, yeah. It, if there's a metaphor in this game, you will not miss it. Trust me. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hideo Kojima will hit you over the head with a fish with the word metaphor scribbled on it. Um, that's not to say that this is bad. It's just, you know, it's a thing. No, it's 
I think it's good. I think yeah. it's in service to it because so much of the game mm-hmm. is obscured behind weird terminology and and shit like that. Like it's good to to make the messaging very clear. Oh yeah, and obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't sure. take away from it at all. But uh, hey, guys, how much do you like Monster? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I forgot about that. How did that, I forget about yeah, that? Yeah, oh. Joe, you did mention it a lot. But in the game, uh, you can drink uh, what a, a, uh, an item that you can use to increase your stamina uh, is the energy drink that we all know and some of us love, Monster. And uh, yeah, you, you start off with a few. I, I haven't seen you need them per se but i also wanted to ask you michaela mm-hmm. are is it when you drink the monsters off the table in your private room does that take away from the stock you carry around in in the game uh no those are separate monsters uh you can drink like there's five cans on the table but only three really do anything so i don't know what the other two are for unless you just really drink a lot of monster in real life and you want to simulate that in your Norman Reedus post-apocalyptic <laughs> fantasy. Um, but uh, that is like water that's been filtered from either like being in the time fall or being in like rivers and it has been filtered and purified question mark into monster energy drink because that apparently is the only potable drink except for one period of time where it's something else. Which is, really? Yeah, there is a quest you can do to change the monster into something else, and it's like for a limited time that it's that it is a something else, and then it's huh, gone and back to monster so forever. Michaela, I I hate that I have to ask this question, and I just want to yes or no, and then we can move on. <laughs> is the is the something else that the monster turns into piss? It it is not. I mean, okay, okay. 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 <laughs> Listen, okay. it's a Hideo Kojima Good. game. Anything is on the it's table. It's a valid so. question. Uh, yeah, it's a valid question. It's, it's upsetting that it is a valid question. I mean, you do carry your piss around, so mm-hmm. yeah. it's just not you for drinking. Although he doesn't let you see his wee He does not let you see his wee no. really disappointing. Have you? It's... it's... <laughs> yes, yes, of course we tried. Of course we tried to see the fully rendered no, Norman no, Reedus. Yes, no. we tried to see the Norman Wee Wee. We can move on. When you're sitting when you're sitting in the uh in the room, have you like zoomed in on his crotch multiple times until he gets no. annoyed and punches the camera in the face? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but that's no so I have not. Because oh, I absolutely have. Uh. <laughs> of course of course there's one mechanic that this game has done that i've never seen any other game do and i want to talk about it let's talk about the balance mechanic uh. but have you ever used your arms and legs to balance in a video game left and right Clop. <laughs> wow this this video game has a, wants you to do that and it's I feel like a mario party mini game definitely yeah well, yeah i've done it for a mini yeah. game yeah, and but do you control the arms like separately? You do, and or do you just sway side? You do and quap. Right? That's true. <laughs> this is better than quap. But or this is, is better quap. It's definitely unique. It's 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 picking up packages and arranging them on your back in a specific way to maximize stability, and also in your hands, and then navigating terrain mm-hmm. on foot. Mm-hmm. That's that's that is the gameplay of it. Yep. 
Um, which it's wild that we're <laughs> this far into the episode with, that, and now we're starting to talk about yeah, gameplay. The right? actual yeah, sure. mechanic is well, maybe <laughs> it's not the focus of the game for us. <laughs> well, that is, <laughs> Michaela. Earlier, I, I, earlier you said that your biggest recommendation for going into this game is to not like to roll with the weird stuff. Oh, yeah. My biggest recommendation for going into this game is to have a bowl of popcorn with you. Because the first two hours, <laughs> mm-hmm. at least, oh, is it's a at, at least at least seventy five percent cutscene. Yeah, that's like yeah. with a lot of J- Japanese origin games, though. I feel like uh, Octopath Traveler is so many. I couldn't even. Oh mm, yeah, really? Because I'm interested I'm in Octopath f- Traveler. I know we're not talking about that, but there's a lot of cutscenes at the beginning too. Oh yeah, I mean it's a JRPG, oh. so yeah. It's a JRPG. It's the normal mm-hmm. amount for a JRPG, yeah. but okay. also it's a very good game. It was it was just frustrating to me, especially the first bit of gameplay, because it's like it's like a long cutscene, and then I would say ninety seconds at most of gameplay where you learn how to walk and you learn how to scan, mm-hmm. and then you get into a cave, and then and then it's another at least ten minutes of cutscene. Oh um, yeah, I feel that. Like, I was. Uh, it's like I, I, I want to. If, if you're gonna let me play, let me play for a little bit without having me read something and listen to somebody talk all the time. Like so, you're, this you're, is moving. Oh, into I was gripes. overstimulated, and I wasn't able to learn. <laughs> so we're moving into our gripe section then. I guess we're talking about gameplay. Yeah. Okay. 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 We're still talking about gameplay. Sorry. I was. Just but yeah. Saying. I mean that that is my, my that was my biggest my biggest gripe was that I. To, to put it as quickly as possible is that I was I was overstimulated by like there would be words on the screen that they wanted me to read, but then also somebody would be talking to me and be either not telling me what the words say, but telling me to read them. It's important for you to read this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I can please let me. <laughs> I can definitely see that, and I can like empathize with that. Um, I remember my frustration with that being like because I streamed this whole thing right, and mm-hmm. um. I was just like, okay, I'm sitting here asking these people to watch me play a game. Please let me play game. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Please, Hideo Kojima, let me play game. Let's play. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my, my main gripe with the thing uh, is in the form of a character because he did it the most, but it's uh, Die Hard Man. Die Hard Man. My mm-hmm. absolute. So, and I, maybe he'll grow on me, but right now he's my least favorite character because of how annoying he is. He reminds me of somebody who knows like my importance and I have things he needs me to do for him, but it, that he can't do himself, but he doesn't trust me to know what I'm doing. So he constantly keeps telling me and it's Imagine like, well, it's- <laughs> if you didn't have the option to press up C to ask for tool tips from Navi and she just, just she constantly just went <laughs> she just told you. and it's not it's it's just a him thing it definitely doesn't like i know because of how expansive the game is or the potential that i see in it that this is just a now part but every five seconds <laughs> so you get into this long cut scene with dead man then you go away and dead man's like sam blah 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 blah, blah. and it's like got it and then he's like sam blah 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 blah, blah. and it's like okay i'm doing that now and it's like sam I need to talk to you. And it's like, you've been talking to me the whole time. And then you talk to him, and then you do what he asks, and then you disagree with him, and he's like, go take a rest. And it's like, okay. 
You need to think about it. Go take a rest. So then you rest. And then he's like, Sam, are you done resting? I need to talk to you. Like, how are you feeling about this? And then you do his thing. And then you leave the building. And he's like, Sam, by the way, Sam, please. Do you Taren. love me? Oh, man. Dead man. They had- I'm sorry. They had to use all their Guillermo del Toro points before it was too late. He is so <laughs> funny to me. I, I like his how persistent he is reminds me of something like a person would actually be this persistent. Like everything about his character makes me feel like he would just constantly be like Sam. And by the way, Sam, you see that grass over there? That's grass. It's nothing else. <laughs> I hate Bye. how accurate <laughs> you are right now. And it's like, Sam, I'm thinking of you. And it's like, I get it. <laughs> Give me a break. I oh, mean, you are in contact with him I for about 60% of the verbal interactions. <laughs> I think that he is honestly saying, like, Sam's biggest fan. Like, if you were to able to go into his room, it would just be posters of Sam that are just like. Yes. <laughs> and so it's yes. not so much that he has something to tell you that he just wants to talk to you. Yes. He has a journal yes. of pro- sentences he's going to say to you. Absolutely. Let's start with Hey, Sam. <sighs> Sam. Oh. Are you on your way home? I'm making ham. It's ham like, for Sam. <laughs> I just left. But I Sam, I need you to go get more ham. <laughs> More ham from Sam. Sam, it seems you found some lost ham out in the wild. If you bring that home, I'll be able to cook it up for us. Uh, Sam, I need you to take that ham to the incinerator. It's spoiled. I don't want you getting sick. Sam, I need you to take the Sam to the incinerator. The Sam? (laughs) I found another Sam. He's a fake Sam. You need to take him to the incinerator. Uh, but yeah he's my he's my like he's my favorite and least character like he gave me the most humor from it because as someone who worked in residential and is used to my name being called over and over again and understands like that level of frustration where it's like it's not it's not really their fault they don't they can't imagine like how like how badly how like what it's doing to you but also like it's 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 aggressive it's super aggressive. it is mm-hmm. and it, like part of me gets frustrated as the person playing the video game because i just want to play the video game a little bit and learn stuff at my own pace but also part of me appreciates what he's doing for the story because it it feeds back into that theme of connection to other people are in in some way a prison like he cannot escape <laughs> dead man mm-hmm. <laughs> or mr okay. die hard man uh talking to him all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah, I like that. So that's interesting as well. Like now, now I, I don't know. It's like I want to play it more, but I'm, I'm just so afraid of being talked to by Die Hard Man. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it does Maybe. get better. It does get better. That's how I say things. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. That's what uh, I was gonna ask you because uh, I understand I, if it. If I wish it does. Yeah, I, I wish, I wish I understood the game more. I, I put at least four hours into it, and I still like. I think I just got into like the main game gameplay loop. If I'm if I'm looking at it, basically, I, I left. I feel like I'm through all of the narrative only opening quests, and now I've left the main city on my way to the first city that I have to connect in the Knot system leading west. And mm. I think that this is more open because now there are like lost packages all around from other porters that weren't there before 
And I'm assuming they're just kind of like randomly spawning little packages out in the world that I can pick up and deliver for extra credits or whatever. Mm -hmm. But that's just it. I don't know. I don't know what my currency is. I don't know like what my equipment does. I don't know anything. And all of the menus were so overwhelming. Yeah, the UI is not great. It's yeah. Yeah, that was going to be one of my biggest complaints. <laughs> it, it The UI looks sparse, but mm-hmm. it's also jam-packed with information at the same time. And, and it's not clear. Like, and it's not I, clear. I don't... I, don't I, I understand. It's 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 as though I'm working with a system, like a Bridges, <laughs> Bridges corporate system that their porters use, but I'm not Sam Porter Bridges, and I haven't been trained on how the system works. Right. But he has, and like he, he can read all that shit, but I have no idea what the hell is going on. And that's one of the very few things that there is not a tutorial about, or three, or four. I mean, like... Or Dead Man telling you about it. Yeah, they give you, like, little tip screens of, like, what stuff is in your inventory sometimes, or, like, in your uh, interface, mm-hmm. but then, like, I can't tell you how long it took me to find, uh, like, the actual game options at one point. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah okay, yeah. I can see that. That's, that same thing happened to me last night, because I, I was like, okay, I'm going to save it and quit, and then I ended up playing for, like, another 20 minutes, because I kept trying to find the save button and then <laughs> quitting out of the menu and then seeing something cool and going over to walk to it and then being like, oh yeah, I was going to save and quit. How do I do that again? I can't find the option. <laughs> I learned how to save because there was a tool tip that showed up after mm-hmm. I saved. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, do you want to know That's how to do that thing you just did? Yeah, no, oh. I was like, what if I just go into the system settings? Where's the system settings? Okay, what if, okay, so is it, okay, I can load my game. Can I save it? Ah, yes, there, I can save my game. That's All one thing that save. me and uh, Joe, uh, <laughs> one of my, the, one of the last things I remember, like, and and with this being said, listeners, um, yeah, there's like these little nuances, but the game is too big for any of these to be really that important that's, for it. But, yeah, um, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I feel like a lot of my biggest problems with the game would be solved with time playing it. Yeah, it's yeah, early yeah. game grapes. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely. Just, it's just really hard to get into and really frustrating. <laughs> but the thing that... Um, uh, <laughs> that is exactly what you said, right? Was you go up to you can find these uh these packages that are left over from old porters, and you go up to the thing that you can uh send send them away. You get less rewards uh-huh. for it, but so you go up to it and you're like, it says uh deliver your packages, and you're like, yeah, deliver my patch pass uh packages, and then you get the person being like, oh, you want to deliver your packages? Well, you're at the right place. <laughs> And like, and it's like, okay, well, I, yeah, I guess, I guess if I shout it into the void, how do I deliver packages? This would be useful. But since I already figured this stuff out, now you want to give me the information, which kind of makes me wonder why they did certain things like that. But I'm sure, I'm sure it's like, I don't, I don't know, actually. I don't, I don't quite understand that specifically. That might be one of the only things I can't fully grasp is, them like you gaining access to a function by learning how to gain access to that function and then after that they tell you about that function mm-hmm. that you already mm-hmm. learned i think that's a super weird and that's the only thing that i, qu- I can't quite understand from the game why they delivered it like that i know that there but was besides a lot of, that i know that there was I'm a sorry? lot of rush involved uh 
in making it because like yes it's like published by uh s or sony interactive entertainment but it is Mm. kojima productions first game and they went all Mm -hmm. out balls out with like okay okay (laughs) so uh like yes he's made metal gear solid before and all the other things i wasn't really much of a kojima like stan and i'm not really a stan but i have much more appreciation for him and his narrative writing um Mm -hmm. this has made me want to finally play some metal gear solid games right um but this being like the independent studios first game i can kind of see those as like you know rookie sort of deals i guess okay if that makes sense Mm -hmm. I mean, but if you look at the game, holy moly, though. Like, right? they it's do beautiful. such a good job with oh every God. detail. <laughs> like, right. it's, it's unbelievable. I literally have in my notes here, like, pores, like, spelled out P-O-R-E-S. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yes. The yeah. music. Like, when you start, like, when you start going out into the world. Yes. It, the camera mm. will zoom out a little bit and you'll see the name of the song start playing. And there's just some really good adventure like trekking trekking music mm-hmm. and yeah. oh yeah i have yeah. um essentially kojima wanted to make a movie but nobody would fund a 30 plus hour film and yeah <laughs> well, here it is <laughs> exactly exactly mm-hmm. exactly and that's super cool because they, they he made it he made it a movie but you interact and you have to keep these things in mind by the way uh joe started the game on hard mode oh, so i don't know what big of a difference oh. how much of a difference that makes uh, yeah. but um <laughs> the the bts are a bit more aggressive i mean i play on hard now <laughs> because uh, i'm trying to get these uh, legends of legends points for platinuming but i like i would alter the game between easy and normal on the first playthrough uh, just because some of the bosses, when you don't have that knowledge of the mechanics, as like, because I've beaten the game, right? And mm-hmm. when you don't have the knowledge of the mechanics of somebody who's been through, like, I played for 60 hours. Um, <laughs> at the beginning, some of those bosses are a little hard. <laughs> and even just going through a mm-hmm. BT area is hard because you're like, oh, ghost, ah, oh, ghost. Yeah. Yeah. That. Dodging the BTs is really intense because you can scan to see them with your BB, but it's only for a limited time and it's only directly in front of you. So once you pass them and they're behind you, your controller is shaking and you feel them and you hear them and you see like the plants dying at your feet because they're near and they're aging things, but you don't know exactly where they are and you don't know if they're actually on you or not. Mm-hmm. And it's really, mm-hmm. really difficult to to grasp i love uh, all I, those little things though yes yeah like when i was like okay like i was i was evading them i'm like okay i think i'm i think i'm clear and then i saw like the plants start to wilt like and getting closer to me and that that area effect getting closer i was like this sucks so much mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh um so i do have a major kind of gripe that i okay. want to get into um there is a, a you you pick up journals along the way that are like these little things that you can read that are a couple paragraphs long, and uh, I'll cushion it a bit by saying like I don't see this as malice. I think at worst it's clumsy, but there's mm-hmm. a journal that you can pick up that's called um, an asexual world, 
Mm. And um, it's essentially says like uh, it's talking about how uh, the birth rate's declining and it's somebody wondering if uh, the presence of um, um, here we go. One contemporary report, for example, details the increasing popularity of the sexless, sexless lifestyle among young people. A growing percentage of the younger cohort were self-identifying as asexual, claiming to be incapable of feeling desire or attraction. And it's just like, oof, a doof of my man. Uh, I yeah. recognize that this is supposed to be like the uh like an in-character person talking and people have bad takes and yeah yeah mm-hmm. but at the same time it's kind of, I, like i feel like it's clumsy to present that sort of idea yeah. without giving a counter to it uh, exactly right. yeah exactly. that's it that's essentially like where i landed on it eventually but at the same time like first reading that and i was like oh god my man what is yeah. what it, what game did i purchase yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure yeah. And I, and that's interesting because like so I'm guessing you read a lot of journals but that first off that mechanic definitely makes me want to play it more now. Yeah. Or if nothing else like <laughs> look up the journals because I would really like to know. But <laughs> so they don't have other like cuz I understand in a realistic world that you could find a journal like that. So I get I get the realistic ass point. At like but there are no like counter journals, there's no journals talking, you know. Um there's because if that's alone, then that kind of makes it feel like the thought that they want to get across, you know, like, um, I, don't know. I, I, it's, uh, okay. So what matters is like the, the context surrounding it. And like this, this journal in particular was written by the council, was written by a counselor, like an unnamed counselor three years mm-hmm. ago at Bridges HQ. And so what I see this as is like a frustrated uh, person who's trying to keep the shambles of government and country alive mm-hmm. and being frustrated at like a low birth rate and right. just throwing spaghetti at a wall. Um, mm-hmm. And it also uh, later in the, that same thing, it says, I must preempt myself by admitting that I do not have any empirical data with which to support the following claim. And so it's just like this person's just 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 shitballing in their shitballing. Okay. That's not a okay. word. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> shit- no, it is not. Spitballing <laughs> is the word. Uh, spitballing in like their own journal about like what could be causing like the current issue that they're facing. So that's mm-hmm. why I don't really see it as malice. And you also okay. got to look okay. at like Hideo Kojima's Japanese, and that's like a common issue or common issue but like a, a an issue in japan um mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of factors that make me think like it's not the it's it's not like the main message that they're trying to get like oh this is bad mm-hmm. it's just something to flesh out the world but is clumsy without uh a counter idea mm-hmm. yeah for sure I'd, I'd love... And I'm just going to say it because it's how I feel. The idea of having, like, journals that are controversial enough to be, like, the thoughts of humans yeah, yeah. adds to the realism of it, and I yeah. love that. Oh, yeah. It's strange because it is... It is all of everything about the society <clears throat> and the world itself as it stands is very grounded, but then all of the characters are just... are just, what the fuck... Mm. Dead, dead man, d- fucking die hard man with his skull face. 
I, I just the skull just, face is good though. It looks so. It is. Good. It is good. It's funny. Is the thing. <laughs> um, I wanted to add on here as one last thought that I had is that I love how Sam is like whenever he's around people, he's like very cold and, um, you know, serious. But whenever he's on his own, he's just the biggest fucking dork in the world. He's like, <laughs> like he'll be walking around and just he'll be like. Sam's our man. <laughs> like just to no one. <laughs> inspired by up. no particular action. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, God, I love Sam. I love a lot of people in the game. Um, especially whenever you find... Mm, no, it was in the... It was, it was announced before the game was released. Especially when you find Conan O'Brien. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, awesome. No. Oh, no. oh, yeah. Conan O'Brien disintegrates without an audience. He likes otters now. Okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. That's not that's not terribly spoiling things, so don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ray, do you have any closing thoughts before we start to wrap up? No, this is this is a lot. It's a lot. It's a big it's a big game. It's a it's big, big open world monster. It's a big, strange game. But that's yeah, we we gotta have those. <laughs> um, uh, let's go around the table. We'll start with Michaela. Uh, you've played this game a lot, to my understanding. Do you plan on playing it anymore when on, we're done here today? I plan on playing it until I platinum it, and then probably playing it some more. Okay. <laughs> um, what about you, Ray? I'm either gonna play it or I'm gonna watch someone play it because I am interested still. I'm okay. still too way too early to to give up on it. Yeah. I <clears throat> I'm taking half of your answer, Ray. I definitely plan on watching it. Uh like my 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 urge to play video games is more PVP based and strategic, but I really want to know the story. Like I want all the I want all the the good from the story without putting in the work, if that's weird. So a movie. <laughs> yes yes yeah Yeah. uh i probably will i definitely need to take some time to cool out but i'm i know that this game could get its hooks into me once and i'm really worried about myself trying to understand like in detail the balance mechanics and the the (laughs) like positioning the cargo on my back and all of that stuff but i feel like once I do get an understanding of all that stuff too, and, and, and the end mission screen, <laughs> once I understand that, it's gonna be I'm gonna be pretty much hooked until I finish it. Instead of running upstairs as quickly as possible and slipping and falling like you did. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, Terrence, how many video games have you played where you ran up a stair set and fell over? It's so funny. Just Tony Hawk Pro Skater, but I tried skating up the stairs, and that's that's what happened. So. Uh, um all right i think that about does it for us thank you all so much for listening thank you michaela for joining us once again this has been a delightful conversation where can folks find you on the internet uh you can find me at my twitch account it's just geek create which uh is like geek plus create uh but it's just a k in the middle um portmanteaus man and uh, <laughs> you can find me at my website, which is uh, at geekcreate or at which is geekcreate.com and on Twitter at geekcreate streams. Stream, geekcreate stream. 
There we go. All right. Um, excellent. Excellent. I, I know that I've caught a couple of your streams. It's a good time. You have the uh, the most space. You have so much space, and I love it. Space? <laughs> oh, oh, my theme. Yeah, I love space. Purple space is like my space aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> another another portmanteau for us. Um, <laughs> I love it. And you can find this show on Twitter at GNHcast. You can send emails to GNHpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for joining us. This has been Gaming New Horizons. Mm. Dang it. I didn't I stumble did enough again. for you this time. I, I <laughs> you weren't did. prepared. I wasn't prepared. And he did it right, too. Um, uh, our video game cult comes out next month. Hmm. Hmm. Gaming. It's for everyone. Sam. Gaming, it's for Sam. It's for Sam. Gaming, it's for Sam. (laughs) Sam, it's for Sam. Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay.